And away we go. We've got our panel, two-thirds of our panel. One-third is MIA for uh, reasons citing, uh, I guess, poor health. But uh, here we are in our studio. Kim Wright is a VP at Helen Knowlton and an ardent new Democrat. Kim, it's good to have you here on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for joining us. And Mike Van Solen, principal at Navigator. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, John. And uh, might I say it's a great day for talk radio. You might say that. Absolutely. Listen, I've got to start with you, Mike, because I'm curious. There's a, a story, and I mean, both of you are actually uh, political animals or understand how the game is played. And uh, there's a, a story out of uh, Western Canada and Alberta where uh, John Carpe, who is the head of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, he's been on this show a number of times, you know, usually arguing the case for uh, protecting freedom of expression and so on and so forth. And so uh, in so doing, I guess, Saturday, he was at a rebel media event and uh, he had talked about needing to protect free speech against totalitarianism because totalitarianism sort of takes shape in different ways or permutations. And then he likened to the symbols of the communist flag, the Nazi swastika and the LGBTQ rainbow flag Mm -hmm. as uh, symbolic of uh, totalitarian creep, if you will. Because uh, I guess his argument was in some of these schools with gay straight alliances, uh, you can't challenge or question. And so he believes I'm kind of paraphrasing now the argument, as I understand it, the long and the short of it is he's been pilloried. Uh, He sort of tried to explain that the 20 second clip out of a 20 minute presentation is out of context, although there are gay advocates and others who have said he's way off the mark, but the more extreme are saying Jason Kenney should kick him out of the United Conservative Party for having mm-hmm. these intolerant views. And uh, one advocate is even suggesting he lose his license to practice law in Alberta. How do you see it, Mike Van Solen? Look, uh, the great thing about uh, having freedom of expression is uh, you you have the right to prove just what a fool you are for all those who want to listen. And uh, the, it is uh, there's a rule in politics that you know that anybody whenever you try to make the case that your political enemy is as bad as Hitler, you tend to lose that argument because look, uh, Hitler was a pretty bad guy, and uh, mm. we uh, usually the comparison gets lost. Uh, the suggestion that somehow the, the swastika and the, uh, the the rainbow flag are equivalent on on any any level is ridiculous. So uh, if nothing else, this guy's a fool. I I don't know what. What to say about his his license to practice law? I wouldn't have him if it, if the choice came to my desk. I would boot him out of the party. Um, you know, he he said it not only in the speech, but then he kind of doubled down in the first interview and and kind of came it around later to say uh, to try to nuance what his perspective was on it. But uh, look, it's an insult to all those who fought in the LGBTQ. Uh, you know, the the fights that they faced, the the discrimination that they faced. And any equivalency with uh, the swastika or, uh, you know, Hitler uh, is is ridiculous. All right. So murderous regimes, uh, those are not at all like uh, the LGBTQ movement. We get it. But in a libertarian way, can you understand, Kim Wright, uh, that a guy should have the freedom to, because I'm saying now, you know, his job is being called for, uh turfing him out of the party i guess that's to the at the prerogative of jason kenny but losing his license to practice law does that make sense to you that's completely up to the law society what i would say is that when one makes uh frankly in inflammatory comments like comparing the swastika to the rainbow flag uh their judgment gets called into question as it should 
frankly, we should be finding new ways to be a more inclusive society, especially around the struggles that the LGBTQ community have had to face and certainly have had to face in the last six months uh, where a number of governments have been uh, moving away from conversations about how to be more inclusive and, and make sure that people understand the struggles of the LGBTQ community uh, and really bring that into the conversation. By Jason Kenney not saying this is absolutely wrong and this guy is not, nor will he ever be someone uh, that is a spokesperson for our party, he has a lot to account for. Whenever there are problems in Alberta and this this notion of, well, should we have the gay-straight alliances come forward, it is a ridiculous premise. We should be helping these kids not be bullied, to be more accepted in society. And if our political leadership cannot get themselves around that, then get out of the way and get people I, who can. I think Jason is pretty pretty unequivocal in condemning the message, condemning the remarks and saying that they have no place in, uh, in, in, in his party, that they're not reflective of his viewpoint. They're not reflective of uh, the big tent UCP party. So uh, he, he's been pretty darn clear on that, I think, uh, in everything he said. Uh, I, I don't know the process, it's a new party, what's involved in, in taking someone out of the party or not. Uh, but we'll let, you know, Jason's leadership has been uh, pretty sterling uh, in, J- this, in this Jason respect. absolutely says the right things when he gets called on here, it. Here, here. But, and this is the but, is that he continues to let people fester in his own party that continue to feel like they have the ability and the microphone to say those things. And frankly, you know, leaders the- leaders have to lead. There will always be a view that big tent conservative parties allow elements uh, to exist within them that certain pockets of, of refined society find, uh, you know, you know, uh, boorish. Uh, but uh, I think what Jason is trying to do is manage a- and build a big tent party that includes a diversity of views and certainly uh, calling out uh, calling out homophobia or racism where it exists is, is part of that process. Um, and so, look, I'll, I'll look to see how he manages this going forward, but I think he's been pretty clear about the values that are important to him and his party. All right. You know, the idea that uh, a guy, and this is his way of explanation, if you will, he says, in my presentation, I pointed out that civil liberties are fragile and must be defended. Unfortunately, the slogans of diversity, equity, tolerance, and inclusion have been abused in ways that undermine our free society and the fundamental freedoms of speech, conscience, religion, association, and peaceful assembly. Fundamental freedoms need to be defended regardless of where the attack is coming from. So, in the sense that uh, if he sees, and this is his terminology, that uh, gay-straight alliances, because he brought that up uh, in his equating or suggesting these flags were sort of tantamount to totalitarianism. Uh, he called them ideological sexual clubs. That's a point of view. You might say it's uh, homophobic, but in some... I, I might very well say it's well, homophobic. Well, no, and, and people have. Michelle Rempel, who's also a member of the Conservative Party up in Ottawa, and she's from Alberta. She said there's no place for this, even in an esoteric uh, philosophical discussion. So, but, you know, can you see that uh, if the guy is... Exp- is there any explanation that validates where he's coming from? Look, I, I understand the argument, and, I, and I've and i discussed it probably on this show in the past, that uh, 
that that there is particularly the the hard left there is a, a movement that is to oppress or to to hold back free speech they don't like the jordan petersons of the world that you know they pick it at university clubs when any sort of right wing or conservative uh, speaker tries to come and i believe that we let let these ideas out there let people talk and and, and that's what it's about uh, I just don't get his connection to gay straight alliances uh, to the LGBT. Would he have been better served movement. to pick Antifa as an example? Sure, I you know I've I've seen out you see an, elements of Antifa that are very much antithetical to free expression. I believe we see that on university campuses. We see that in uh, demonstrations of the recent Monk debate. Um, they they just uh, they for whatever reason have an issue with the the airing of different points of view. Uh, we see that it's a fact, but. He, he's he's taken this argument somehow to a place that no longer does make sense to me. Right. I, I it's just, a bridge too far. Right. That's the point. Absolutely. And we're looking right now at this is the 20th anniversary of the killing of Matthew Shepard, who was a trans boy who uh, was murdered for being trans. And we, I would have hoped, have come to a better place where these kids are stopped being bullied for becoming a being whomever they happen to be and that we are better with families and better as a society. But then I hear comments like this, and it makes me wonder how far have we come when those are, well, it's free expression. When you well, started to, when you started talking all of these gay straight alliances, as we continue to see in Alberta, it really does beg the question, what what are we teaching our kids? And well, what it's are not we, just in Alberta, te- Kim. Uh, sorry to interject, yeah. but you know, you've even got, uh, there was something roiling the Halton board. I think it was the Catholic school board there. And uh, in Peel too, there was some objections put up by parents, you know, who uh, of their own, say, religious bent. They might be fundamentalists, could be Muslim. They could be, uh, you know, uh, fundamentalist evangelical Christians who also don't want that sort of... Uh, but this is why, John, having the conversations around the sex ed curriculum was so important. The movement of the conversation around gender identity, gender fluidity, families, how all of that unfolds was becoming so much more a part of the mainstream of our educational system right. as well as our society. But and, how then, about- and the moment that the Tory government here decided, no, we're going to pull that back, it became a real that became a real question and a real fight. And that's why we're seeing things around the Human Rights Commission uh, taking up the cause of, uh, of the sex ed curriculum. Well, hang on just a second, though. What about the rights of people to religious freedom and matters of conscience this is what this guy carpe is bringing up saying that uh unless you tack to a certain point of view you're going to be seen as a heretic an outlier or a homophobe and i know for a fact there are people uh here as i cited the halton board uh they've had and look i mean that might be the reason for the sex ed curriculum in part uh that was being dismissed by the social conservatives uh so if there's a mindset that still subscribes to that do those people uh, not have a right to express that? I'm sure there's lots of people who would rather that I wasn't speaking on radio or speaking at all, that I'd be barefoot and pregnant in a kitchen. But the reality is this is where society moves to. And I think people need to get on board with this. Okay. So they're anti-whatever. They're Luddites, basically. They, they're they just like uh, we dismiss them outright as not having any valid points of view or uh, their speech or their matters of conscience don't deserve protections is that what we're saying i think we have the conversation to be sure but when you sit there and not uh, not as a leader of a political party say these are values we don't hold 
and the people who hold values like this are not part of this. For the same reason that I wouldn't, if I were the leader of a political party, if someone came to me and said, I'm going to, uh, you know, run a neo-Nazi protest, I'm going to say, no, not in my party. If I'm going to be for right. human and, rights, and, and, there, that's, and there's no, there's no leader of any mainstream political party in Canada who's who's who would tolerate somebody running a neo-Nazi. Like I, I don't know what the example is meant to illustrate. Uh, social conservatives, you know, I, I, I'm not one, but you know, I certainly have them in in my uh, in my peer group and my social group on, on some level. And social conservatives have a very difficult time expressing their worldview uh, today in society. The, it it is, um, uh, you know, the, we we live in a progressive liberal society. I get that, uh, but I do think they have an important point of view that should be protected. and They should be allowed to express it. The Ford government, you may take issue with what they've done with the sex ed. ed. I would have been happy for them to, to keep it in uh, and, and sort of move on. But they they felt there was a they heard through the election there was a group of people who really didn't feel that they were consulted. Maybe they will never be happy with where we end up. But I think uh, giving them a chance to have a perspective on this, uh, you know, it was a worthwhile effort. Do you believe there's still freedom uh, when it comes to matters of conscience? Well, certainly, there's freedom uh, of matters of conscience. Uh, I think expressing them in the in the public realm becomes difficult. Uh, you know, on both sides. You know, in in the social media milieu, uh, people are you know pretty quick to attack and uh, odd him ad hominem attacks are, are pretty regular de rigueur. And um, so, so I think it's difficult to express uh, you know hard right views in society today. Uh, we are not a hard right. You know, I think we're we're a center left uh, society probably at the end of the day, um, uh, but uh, but I think we should work harder to protect the ability for all folks to safely express sort of their points of view. Right. Okay. So there's no social consensus that tells us uh, here's how you must think, what you must think, uh, and. Otherwise, you're a heretic or an outlier and could stand to lose your job. Right, right. I mean, you're not immediately a knuckle-dragging, you know, caveman if you express sort of views that are out of sync with the majority. Well, okay. Uh, And some may beg to differ and suggest that that's exactly what happens. You get ostracized. But let's come back, because when it comes to forgiveness and tolerance and uh, whatever. I mean, there's nobody better exemplifies this than the United Church of Canada. Boy, (laughs) uh, a friend of ours, Greta Vosper, reinstated, even though as a minister, she does not believe in God. Uh, I want you to square that circle for me and uh, get your thoughts on that as one of the topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Kim Wright, VP at Helen Knowlton, and Mike Van Solen, Principal at Navigator. We continue on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.